早晨，大家好，耶稣基督爱你。All right, um, learning a little Cantonese on the side here. Good morning, everyone.、Uh, good to see you all.、Uh, start with the word of prayer. Lord, thank you so much for your incredible love and goodness.、Uh, we ask for your presence to continue to rest upon this place, and may you be with us as we go into your word in this time of Lent. And in our time of prayer, we thank you, Lord. We love you in Jesus' name, Amen. Let's go to、uh, so Luke nine verses one to seventeen. So Luke nine verses one to seventeen. And he called the twelve together and gave them power and authority over all the demons and to heal diseases. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to perform healing. And he said to them, "Take nothing for your journey, neither a staff, nor a bag, nor bread, nor money, and do not even have two tunics apiece. And whatever house you enter, stay there, and take your leave from there. And as for those who do not receive you as you go out from that city, shake off the dust from your feet as a testimony against them." And departing. They began going about the villages, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. Now Herod the tetrarch heard of all that was happening, and he was greatly perplexed because it was said by some that John had risen from the dead, and by some that Elijah had appeared, and by others that one of the prophets of old had risen again. And Herod said, "I myself had John beheaded." But who is this man about whom I hear such things? And he kept trying to see him. And when the apostles returned, they gave an account to him of all they had done. And taking them with him, he withdrew by himself to a city called Bethsaida. But the multitudes were aware of this and followed him. And welcoming them, he began speaking to them about the kingdom of God and curing those who had need of healing. And the day began to decline. And the twelve came and said to him, "Send the multitude away, that they may go into the surrounding villages and countryside and find lodging, and get something to eat. For here we are in a desolate place." But he said to them, "You give them something to eat." And they said, "We have no more than five loaves and two fish, unless perhaps we go and buy food for all these people." For there were about five thousand men. And he said to his disciples. Have them recline to eat in groups of about fifty each, and they did so and had them all recline. And he took the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he blessed them, broke them, and kept giving them to the disciples to set before the multitude. And they all ate and were satisfied. And the broken pieces which they had left over were picked up, twelve baskets full. So it's a very familiar passage here.、Um, so I'll divide it into two parts. The first part is this、uh, short-term mission trip、uh, that the folks go on, the disciples, and the second part is the feeding of the five thousand. I'm going to focus primarily on the first part. So、uh, Jesus called the twelve disciples, and it says in verse one, He gave them power and authority over all the demons. And to heal diseases, right? So he called and he gave them. 
power. Authority over demons and to heal diseases. And then he sent them out, and the task was this, verse 2, to proclaim the kingdom of God and to perform healing. Interestingly, when the crowd comes to Jesus later on, that's exactly what he does. He tells them about the kingdom and he heals them. And then interestingly, in verses 3 to 5, he says, take nothing for your journey. And Jesus is very specific here. Um, He could have just finished there, just take nothing for the journey. And people kind of take some sort of interpretive liberty as to what that means. But he was very specific. He said, neither a staff, nor a bag, nor bread, nor money, and do not even have two tunics apiece. Now, I don't think this was a day trip, because in the following verse, he said, whatever house you enter, stay there and take a leave from there. So it was going to be a multiple Uh, days at least. And he warns, it's not going to be smooth sailing. There are going to be some people who say, no, you cannot come in. In verse 5, he said, as for those who do not receive you as you go out from the city, shake off the dust from your feet as a testimony against them. Um, And you've got to give it to Jesus because he is out there, right? So the disciples, that's a voluntary group. Right? They're not paid anything uh, to do what they do. Uh, they're relatively new in the discipleship. So now might be wondering, hey, so what's in it for me? I'm following this rabbi. I'm following this, uh, what they may think is a prophet, and saying, oh, I'm following him. What do I get from this? Right? So this is the first time that Jesus is sending them out. Right? So not only are they going out with, without anything, they're also going out without Jesus. Right? This is the first trip without Jesus that they're going. And you cannot even take a bag. Right? Not even the minimum. Nor money. Nor even a piece of bread. Nor even an extra pair of clothes. That's it. And they do go out. And they preach the gospel. And there's healing everywhere. So much so... That Herod, the Tetrarch, they call him the king as well in other parts of the scriptures, heard about all of this and he was perplexed, like, my goodness, what is going on here? So there was a real impact. And following that, this massive crowd comes. They didn't just come out of nowhere. I mean, they've been just preaching all over the place. And of course, the crowd heard, they were healed, and they followed and probably brought other people to where Jesus and the disciples were. And notice how Jesus is continuing to delegate and continue to empower the disciples, right? So the day began to decline. This is verse 12. And the 12 came to him and said, send the multiple away that they may go to the surrounding villages and countryside and find lodging and get something to eat. For here we are in a desolate place. Now, I really wish I could have been there because you can tell a lot, not just from the language, but from their face expressions. I wonder at least if for some of the disciples, they were a little bit like, okay, I'm, I'm done with ministry for the day. And this was a very, um, you know, couch in a very caring way. Hey, you got all these thousands of people here. Uh, why don't you send them back so they can eat something and get some, uh, get some rest, get some lodging? And I would have thought, 
the disciples would not have predicted the next verse, what Jesus would respond. They probably would have thought Jesus said, okay, maybe let's, let's you know, a few more people. I've got to finish off my gospel, my, my, my sermon, whatever the case might be. Um, but they probably wouldn't have expected Jesus to say, no, you give them something to eat. Um, so Jesus doesn't say, all right, guys, I've got another trick in my bag. You know, I'm the Messiah. Get them all here. I'm going to turn these rocks into bread, and everyone's going to eat. You're going to see the amazing work of God. He didn't say that. He said, you guys, you guys give them something to eat. And the first thing that the disciples do is they look in their pockets. They look in the bag. They look around to what they have, right? What they have. And say, well, we got five loaves and two fish. And, um, and I wonder if there's a little bit of sarcasm in the next part where they say, unless perhaps we go and buy food for all these people, because that's a lot of money and a lot of food that you have to buy to feed 5,000 men plus women and children. Um, and then this is when Jesus steps up, right? He sees their response, right? He sent them out with nothing. They did the amazing work of God. And now their hearts aren't, their faith isn't ready for this feeding, that the miracle that's about to happen. So Jesus steps up. He takes the five loaves and fish, but he still keeps the disciples involved. He, so he blesses this food and he broke, broke them and he kept them. Give, they gave it to the disciples to give out. So they continue to partake in this miracle, this ministry. And then we all know what happened. Everyone ate, and there was so much left over. So going back to all of this, um, the disciples were given everything that they need for what they needed to do. Uh, They may not have recognized it, uh, but they did. And... um, also, this is one of the first examples of Jesus sending out, right, as I said before, his people to do his work without him actually going with the disciples. Now, how does that apply to us? I think there's a lot of lessons to be drawn from here, but I'll just focus on one, which is, you know, when we are called by the Lord to do something, um, our immediate temptation or inclination could be to look at what we have and probably more precisely what we don't have and focus on that. If I were a disciple and Jesus said, all right, go forth and preach the kingdom of God, my first thing is, are you coming with us? Right? Like I signed up for this based on you. I'm meant to be going around with you. Are you coming with us? That's clearly not the case. Jesus says, you go out. My next question would have been, okay, so God, give me some resources here. I'm not asking for much. You know, give me that bread that Elijah had, right, to climb up the mountain that never, you know, gave him all the energy. Give me all this, the miracle supply that I need for the journey. And no, uh, you go and basically ask for hospitality. You don't take any bread. You wear the same clothes the entire trip. Uh, No money. Completely in faith. And it was a successful ministry. And I'm sure it was a great learning experience for the disciples for what was to come thereafter, after Jesus was ascended. Let's compare that to what we have now. 
Um, we have the Holy Spirit, the power of God in us. Um, we have the Bible, both in print and the Bible app. The disciples, I don't think, uh, would have certainly not had the app. I'm not sure that they would have had any piece of scripture either. Um, whether in your pockets or your handbag, or in your bag, you've got a wallet, you've got a phone. Uh, they say the iPhone uh, is more powerful than the technology that was in the, uh, in the space shuttle that first landed on the moon. So we've got an incredible amount of technology where we can contact anybody in the world, real time. We can even do it video call too. We have incredible resources and you compare what we have right now to what the disciples had when they went out, it's incomparable. But most of all, most importantly, we have the same spirit of God in us that they were empowered, that the disciples were empowered by. And so I ask, what is God calling us to today uh, and in this stage of our lives and perhaps in the next chapter? We could be easily tempted to look into what we have and what we don't have and say, not now, God, uh, maybe later, maybe when all these thresholds are met, all these fleeces of provision and I'm not saying that that's wrong, you know. Uh, there are times when we need to, to think about that as well. Um, but fundamentally, um, to say, yes, Lord, you know, you're calling me to this today in the next chapter of my life, and I just trust you. Uh, I trust the Holy Spirit that's in me, and let us go forth. And these provisions, the the supplies, the buildings, the money, uh, that'll come. That'll come. But if we focus solely on that, uh, we can be stuck. The last thing I'll just mention is, again, it just kind of strikes me that Jesus said, don't take any money or any bag with you. Um, So they're not thinking at all about money. You're just focusing about the kingdom of God. Um, and this relates to the really great sermon that Pastor Nate preached this past Sunday about the rich fool. Um, how many of us and how much of our attention in our lives is solely focused on that purse, on that money, right? Now, Jesus said, don't take any money, don't take any bag, don't let that be a distraction, rely on me completely. And yet, we walk around, and how many of us were solely or primarily focused on that wallet, focused on that money, focused on that bag and what to put in that bag? And we could go through our entire lives, our entire careers, really, really just focus on that. So that's just an addendum, a side point as well. So I invite uh, Mon to come up for worship and Let's just spend a little bit of time imagining ourselves in the shoes of the disciples that Jesus says, okay, you go out, preach the gospel, right? Proclaim the kingdom of God. Heal everywhere, 
Some people may welcome you. Some people will not. And take absolutely nothing. No backup at all. Not even an extra pair of clothes. At that point, what do we rely on? And what does it mean to live with that kind of faith today? We do have the resources, and hopefully, we can do good things with all that stuff. We do have all these things. We do live our daily lives. What does it mean to proclaim the kingdom of God? What does it mean to heal everywhere today, with the Spirit of God that is within us today? Are we waiting for something else to come into our hands to become available to us for us to do that, or can we just do that today and tomorrow and every day? So, Lord, help us as we meditate on that. Let us worship the Lord.
to live lives of uh, complete uh, obedience and surrender unto you. Uh, go forth with us, Lord. We need you. Thank you, Lord. Let's move into a time of prayer. Let's pray for those who are going through chemotherapy, radiation therapy, and surgery.
Let's also pray uh, for those who are suffering from illness and who are in need of salvation. pray for those of us who are suffering from infirmities. those of us who are looking for jobs. move on to missions focus and this morning let's pray for Japan, for Chungmin Hyunjin, the community in Tokyo let's pray for our church in the US SP New York, for Kelly and Jess and in India uh, for our missionary Kelly let's pray Missions Council, Pastor Samuel Navarro, Tim, Mike, and John Koshi. 
SPFAM, our foster and adoption ministry, and for Cadence, who leads this ministry, and all the families and parents that are in the foster network. Let's pray for the gatherings this evening for the IP team, SP Youth and SPU. Pray for those who are pregnant in our community, uh, for Rachel, Jessica, Catherine, and others. for our house churches that are meeting today for Agora Go McCain McDaddy Providence Bay and Zion let's pray for God's uh, incredible power to be upon all the house church gatherings tonight 
Let's pray. Uh, Lord, we thank you for feeding us with the spiritual food that we need every day. And thank you for doing that for us this morning. Um, as we go into the rest of today and into the weekend, help us to walk with you uh, every step of the way. Help us to not miss out on uh, the, the ministries that flow from the promptings of the Spirit that's within us. And help us to not look to uh, what we have or don't have, but help us to look solely to you uh, and to what you've done for us and what you continue to do for us. And may our confidence, may our identity, uh, may our focus and vision be centered and anchored on you. Uh, We thank you, Lord. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Have a wonderful day and a time of prayer.